0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala. This is the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway, and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. Today's guest is actress and fellow podcaster, Sage May, who has worked on a number of true crime series on investigation discovery and hosts her very own show, Sage Speaks, a podcast for actors. Sage, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. So exciting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Sage is the first fellow podcaster that I have on the show. So we'll definitely get into that. Um, But I want to start with how you got started um, as an actor. When did all of that start for you?
1: Yeah. So, wow. (laughs) So I was basically, I grew up, I was born and raised in New York City. And um, my dad is an artist um, so he was always kind of like pushing me to do my own art form. I'm terrible at visual arts. Terrible. Um, he's a painter, so he hates that, but I am terrible. Um, <laughs> um, and I was super shy. Um, but I had a friend taking an acting class. And I was a little jealous of her, uh, just in general. I thought she was really cool, so I got into the same class as her, and I was terrible, awful. Mm. Um, so I made it my mission to be like good at it, and so mm. I stuck with it. And I don't think I'm—I don't think I'm so terrible anymore. <laughs> 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 at least I hope not. <laughs> um, but so that's kind of how I got where I am. I I went to a performing arts high school, and that's when I kind of realized. I like film a little bit more than theater. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. such a theater person. I've done a lot of it and I totally respect it. It's amazing. Uh, It's just not for me. Um, So I kind of got into the film world and here I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's interesting you say that because I feel like there are quite a few actors who start with theater because that's what's most accessible. Like, you know, no one's doing film productions specifically for students, you know? so, so many of us get started in theater and then we sort of fall in love with these other sort of mediums of, of, of the performing arts of whether it's film or television or, or even commercials or, or voiceover. I know actors who have found way more success in voiceover than on camera and they' you know, they're making their money, so they're not particularly upset about it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. That stuff's super cool. I, um, I, in high school wasn't really like in love with the plays we were doing it was more Mm. like that and I was kind of like I want to go elsewhere and do other things and I discovered backstage and I was like Mm. this is it I've made it (laughs) (laughs) I love backstage I don't really use it anymore but I love it Mm. because it really helped me at the beginning and the first film I did got into a ton of film festivals and won awards and I got to go to the red Mm. carpet and I actually met um, uh, this woman who's on my podcast. Her name is Kathy Salvadon. She's my first episode Mm -hmm. because she's been my mentor since then. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's, I met her on my first film set and she has been guiding me through everything since, um, since that first day. And she Mm. actually referred me to her manager and that's how I got the manager. And she's just like, Love her. Find a mentor. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was just about to say, um, was she an actor in the film or was she involved in the production? Yeah, side? So
1: she actually played my mom. Um, and okay. it's funny because now it's like I, I was in that film. I think I was 14. Now I'm not 14. <laughs> mm. But she really like guided me as a mom almost as a film mom because i mm-hmm. obviously have my own mom my mom's not right. in the performing arts industry at all um so yeah she has three kids and i think i'm also considered one the fourth one <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i i just want to sort of come up to that point again um actors definitely get a mentor reach out to someone who um has more experience and who is more well versed in in this crazy industry that we all are obsessed with for unhealthy reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just very important to surround ourselves with people who are supportive and who will encourage you and guide you. and you know, anyone not in the industry who doesn't really have an inkling of understanding of it are always going not always, but you know so many times we don't get the most support from people who have no idea yeah. what the industry' is like and it can. Get a little overbearing sometimes but it's important to sort of surround yourself with people who can guide you and give you advice and celebrate the wins and not just the wins but also you know sort of grieve over the losses Absolutely. because they're way more no's that we get compared to how many yeses we get <laughs> totally you know,
1: there's gonna be one in a hundred yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be so many nights where you're like what choice should I make for the self-tape? What, who should I train with? What should I do? I'm just feeling bad about myself in the industry because I don't know a single actor who hasn't had those days where they're like, this is so freaking hard. Um, and she's my first text message. I truly think that if you reach out to an actor, it is so rare that they're going to be like, no, I'm not going to help you right (laughs) like just saying if you hear someone on a podcast or see them in a show or whatever and email them just being like hey i'd love to talk or something absolutely no one's gonna say no unless someone will say no but i feel like it's rare
0: (laughs) right yeah yeah it's um and if they do say no it's probably for a good reason you know (laughs) sometimes sometimes people feel that they can't be as helpful as you may think so they're like oh i'm sorry i can't or but, um, you know, like this entire, and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing, getting people on your show is just lots of DMing on Instagram <laughs> and stuff. And you're just like, hey, I have a podcast, would you like to be a guest, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, very rarely have I gotten sort of like straight up no's because actors are, are you know, we're eager to share about our experiences and our art and, and able to help people if we can. Um, so many of us got to where we are through the kindness of others and through the guidance of others so if anyone ever you know asks if asked for advice or for for anything i'm just like sure give me a call text me or whatever (laughs) um if i have time i do work a full-time job so i'm not always available (laughs) but um but you know like just the other day a friend uh, and a fellow listener ronnie i told him like man you booked that first co-star you're gonna be on my show you know i'm just waiting for that for that booking um and 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 yeah, so um, what have your experiences been like working on several of the like the ID shows that like I feel like my mom is obsessed with that channel, <laughs> first of all, so she's definitely seen you when one of my best friends booked a show we like watched together. She's like, oh my god, he's really good, and I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but those shows are like a dime a dozen on the east coast here, so what's your experience been like?
1: Yeah, so. When I was in that short film world, and I was kind of stuck there, um, that was, like, my goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do an ID show so bad. And I, I'd actually been called in a few times, and, like, I'd been called back, and it was, like, between me and another girl so many times. I was like, ah! Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally I booked one, and it was it was really fun. It was, like, felt like a dream come true, of course, as actors. Once you book a goal, you obviously have a next, like the, the next one, right. um, like probably the day you book it <laughs> when you realize, all right, that happened. I'm going to move on and now want more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's how I am now. But it was, yeah, it was really cool. It felt like a dream come true in that sense. And what's cool about the ID, and I really recommend trying to get in that office for anyone who is starting out just in general because it's you're getting on tv it's not like obviously not like a real big thing but it's still it's still an awesome like true Mm. crime reenactment it once you're on one of the shows and they like you they will just email you saying hey are you available here's another one we want you to do and i've done three of them because of that i've gotten to the point where i'm like i'm not gonna do anymore um but they're lovely and it's really cool because once you do one you're they you're in their minds I've heard uh yeah. what's it called is like that Hallmark Hallmark is like that too <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah. those sort of internal networks that they just produce everything themselves they're yeah. very much like oh we love what else can we have them yeah. on um especially Hallmark because they have multiple channels they've got like the Hallmark channel and then the hallmark like hallmark movies and mysteries is another one and you know they've got all these different little offshoots um yeah i've i've been to a couple so i one of my side things is um working as a writer for this for this website and when i was in la for a little bit a couple years ago there was like it was like the who's who of the hallmark stars like every and it's like they're showing clips and trailers and i'm like oh so this actress has been busy this year because she was in two movies and a show just for hallmark this is not a- not including you know they also do like lifetime and maybe some free form or you know a random netflix holiday movie like you know those all end up sort of in the same place um but you know if work is work you know totally. i would not mind doing a bunch of christmas movies I Neither love the holidays, so there you go in, in the heat <laughs> of the summer <laughs> right oh god i've heard a lot Horrific. of
1: them shoot during the summer
0: <laughs> yeah there was a Christmas movie, there was a Hallmark movie that filmed down the street from my college in Connecticut. And it was my first TV experience ever. I worked as an extra and I had, I was like a named extra, like, this is Paul. Like I was introduced in the scene. Wow. I do not have any lines. And it was with, um, <clears throat> it was with Dean Cain and Melissa Joan Hart, <laughs> like two people that I like grew up watching. I was like, oh my God, Sabrina and Superman. That's like amazing. what? Like, this is so cool. Um, And it was just really cool. And, you know, they shot, the whole movie in like two weeks wow. or two and a half weeks. Yeah. It was crazy. just going from location to location and um, having different sort of guest actors come in and just do all of their scenes in one day so they could just fly back home. And um, it was really cool experience just seeing how fast they pump it out. And I, I remember one of the crew was saying like that they send their they send out their dailies to the editors oh. to get it out. Cause we filmed like early October and it was out by thanksgiving so the full turnaround was like four to six weeks it was insane
1: insane. background stuff is is great when you're starting out too just to get on set experience i um i've done too much background to the point where i'm now sag must join oh really (laughs) because i i was doing it when i was 16 um okay and it was like I just, I didn't know how SAG worked.
0: Right. No one tells you. No one tells you. No, no (laughs) one
1: tells you. So um, it was my, like during summers, my parents would be like, you need to get a job. And I'm like, I'm going to be a background actor. Makes, well, very well money. (laughs) Makes Mm -hmm. very good money. Sorry, that was not proper English before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they were accepting of that. I just didn't know that the more I was featured, which I would try and get featured. It means the more you are SAG must join. So that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. I I did have a a few cool um jobs through mm-hmm. background work. Um and it's great until you do too much. But I had like I'm in the first episode of Aquafina of Nora from Queens. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like me, her, and like the other another like guest star actor. Mm-hmm. Um and that was really cool. Like, I don't have any lines or anything, but I have stuff like that. And I have people like messaging me sometimes and being like, were you in Aquafina?" <laughs> I'm like, yes. And it was. it was great, but I am now must join. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: So what happens when you're one of two background for the day. It's like either you yes. SAG or you're getting a waiver.
1: <laughs> that one picked me out of a lineup, which was really crazy. It was like... Oh, wow. Her name was like girl with braid and it was like we she they had me and three other girls come to set on another day when we weren't needed just Mm -hmm. so the director could like pick us out of a lineup and be like you. (laughs) Um, So it was super awkward because we didn't know why we were there. Um, Uh Like it was at Queen Center Mall and it was like everyone else except us four were like older asian people so Mm. we knew that we weren't needed that day because it just didn't it didn't make sense that we were there Mm. um so that was literally it we were just picked out of a lineup and it was super awkward because the people that weren't picked it was like me and another girl and the other girl didn't even wind up being used on the day Mm. um it was super awkward because we all were like, I am girl with braid. No, I'm girl with braid. Like the whole time we were like, well, maybe none of us are girl with braid. (laughs) We got paid for a full day of work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was super weird. Very weird day, but.
0: (laughs) That can happen. I once got a, um, there was like an on the day audition for someone with a line or shooting a promo for CNN in new york and it was like they were doing like um basically like a documentary series on different uh, like uh, iconic american movies and Mm. one of the cnn like hosts or you know personalities or whatever um she was dressed up as dorothy because they're going to cover wizard of oz because it's like an american classic and um they needed someone to say the line going home Brooke," because it was Brooke someone I don't watch CNN I'm too young to watch (laughs) I don't watch the news at all really um but uh and then she says like there's no place like it like wink wink haha Wizard of Oz reference and then um they basically just had everyone do the audition like just hey just say this line really quick and like great we're gonna record you saying and we're gonna send to director and there's a weird on the spot and I was like I don't think it was Union at that time I don't remember it's been like I did background for like three years almost on and off um And I worked sort of semi-regularly on a couple different shows, which was always nice because, you know, experience and a paycheck. Um, But I was still living in Connecticut at the time. So it was just like this crazy back and forth and getting up super early to be on set by like 6 a.m. But yeah, I recommend anyone do background work to at least see what an actual working set looks like. And you learn a lot of like terminology and things like, you know. Your marks and 10-1 and resetting and all of this stuff. That's not stuff they teach you in school. You go to school and get your acting degree, but...
1: No. They teach
0: you teach how to act, but they don't teach you how to like be on a set. You know, all this terminology. <laughs> they expect you to know, because they don't know that this is your first co-star. Nobody asks you that, you know? Um, so I think it's just Absolutely. really important. To, it's, it's kind of the best film school to to go to. It's like going on real working high-budget sets and, and see how things work. Um, sort of take it all and see how the actors yeah. work see what it actually takes to to be on a show and what your day is going to be like lots of waiting uh, <laughs> a couple yes. of times I've been a co-star it's lots of waiting very long days
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's also just like a really cool thing to do when you have nothing to do that day right. um, just like hang out with celebrities kind of too I remember <laughs> I had to <a, laughs> another time it was featured it was on the last OG and it was literally me and three other girls and tiffany haddish and what was really oh i love her i love her and she's also so lovely what was really cool about that one which i think i'll remember forever is um the director usually if you if you haven't done background what they do is they'll call background so background moves first so it's like there's not like one person who's like not Mm. moving um so it just sets the scene more for the actor too who is really going to be speaking so she was it was us and her and what happened was they called background so we were moving and she started saying her lines and everyone was like uh tiffany it's not why why are you doing that and she was like oh i'm sorry i've been background for years which was so cool (laughs) like that was amazing yeah that's so cool um so that was just really inspiring to me too, as yeah. a, as a young background actor. <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember, I forget where the interview was, but I remember she was talking about how she did background starting at like 16 and she was like, yeah, like people, because, you know, she kind of became like an overnight success, quote unquote. Um, But, you know, she said like, I've been working in this industry for like 12 years. I did background. I was a stand-in. She would like and then she, I remember she said like when she was like 16, super young, she would go do um, background gigs during the day. And if she rapped early enough, she would then go do like an open mic and do some stand up because she was oh, in Los Angeles. So, cool. so she's just like hustling, hustling, <laughs> hustling. And she eventually made it and she blew up. She's like, you know, she's on like multiple shows, ton of movies. Um, you know, the hard work pays off, guys. It's It seems like such a long, egregious process, but.
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: Fuel restrictions apply. I know we're all eager to get back in the audition room, but with self-tapes likely becoming the new normal, it's important that actors have a system in place to make the perfect self-tape audition. That's why I'm thrilled to share with you all Audition with Sam, a fantastic virtual service that provides professional audition prep for your self-tapes to stand out. Sam not only researches everything about the project beforehand, but she also provides on-the-spot coaching that will level up your acting game. And we have a special offer for our listeners. Use the offer code ACTORSWITHISSUES10 for $10 off your first session with Sam. Setting up an appointment is super easy, just email auditionwithsam at gmail.com or send them a DM on Instagram at auditionwithsam. And don't forget to use that special offer code. Actors with issues 10. That's actors with issues 10 for $10 off your first session. Now, go nail that audition. I wanted to talk a bit about um seeing that you got started in the industry rather young. What are some misconceptions that you have learned along your your journey and throughout your experiences because there's so much that everyone and again, people who are not in the industry have the most to say about entertainment. But, um, you know, we hear so much. And then once you start working in the industry, you realize like, oh, all of that was a ton of BS. So what are some things that you've realized are like totally misconstrued?
1: Yeah, so part of why I started early is because I am an extremely anxious person. And I thought that I needed to have everything figured out by 18 which I'm over 18 now um and I don't have everything figured out but that I think is a very big misconception that it's like you need to do everything now or it's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. um and I that's something I still like my mindset will still go to I need to keep reminding myself Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I'm saying that too because I'm gonna watch this back and be like look (laughs) you even said it yourself (laughs) but um (laughs) so I think that's a really big thing where it's like And there also there is no such thing as an overnight success, as I'm sure Tiffany Haddish said in that interview. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like years and years for an overnight success, (laughs) which I think is really, really brilliant to think about, too. I I had an interview on my podcast with Jessica Pimentel from Orange is the New Black. She plays Maria Mm -hmm. Ruiz. she was saying that everyone from that show seems like an overnight success but she she went to a performing arts high school she'd been auditioning since she was super young yeah. and had just been like amazing and i, I love her but um yeah. like just that it there's no such thing as an overnight success and i think that's what stems from me starting so early where mm-hmm. it's like i want to be an overnight success right. but years for an overnight success yeah um which is a really nice thing to live by I think <laughs>
0: yeah. isn't it funny how the people that try to become an overnight success like don't it's like trying to yeah. purposefully make a viral video it's like it's not gonna happen nothing that goes viral <laughs> planned to go viral it's always like a yeah. random thing that went up online and just a bunch of people happen to watch it and share it and um totally. you know similarly with like those actresses in Orange is the New Black or with these names that like blow up or whatever It's you look at their IMDb page, it's like, oh, so that's the project that sort of blew them up. And you look down, they've got like dozens of credits on other or they did a ton of Broadway. Like um, um, she plays Crazy Eyes. Her first name is Uzo, but she
1: Yes, um, yes.
0: She was on Broadway a ton of different productions, like musicals and plays, you know, blew up once she like went to to that show. Um, but it's just so funny to hear that And, and hearing it, you know, from from actual like working actors is always really interesting because they'll say like, yeah, it's been, been in the industry forever and and just haven't had that moment until enough eyes get onto something. Um,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Part of why I started my podcast is because of that too. Um, just having that mindset is so like, it's just not a good mindset to have mm. and it's something I kind of came in with. So I'm trying to, get rid of that because it's not what it's about um and so hearing people that really have made it and how it's just been such a long hard journey and they're just celebs they're just like us (laughs) kind of thing where it's like everyone had a different journey to get where they are and there's really not one way to do it at all um yeah.
0: yeah totally agree it's um you know, there's no linear path with the industry. Even when people say like, you know, how do I get an agent? It's like, okay. Well, do you have this, 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 and this, and this, even if you have yes. all those things, still not enough. Cause you could look like a dozen of the clients that agent already has. They're not going to sign a 13th, you know? And it's like so many different things like that. There's so many factors that goes into any, everything, even uh who ends up getting the role it could be nothing to do with your actual performance it's like oh you look exactly like the guy that's already on the show it's like well yeah two of you or you don't look enough like the actress who we booked that's playing the mom or you know a number of things
1: no absolutely I totally agree it's not like there's so many factors that it goes in that go into all of this stuff
0: yeah it's it's (laughs) it's a giant guessing game but you know sort of seeing what sticks but if it works you keep working it you know
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so <laughs> something else you'd written um, regarding some misconceptions was the folks who are involved in casting and how they're sort of portrayed to be kind of scary. And because you've had so many casting yes. professionals on your on your own show, um, what are some of the biggest takeaways that you've, you've heard them say?
1: Yeah. Um, so part of what I had wrote Um, is that in movies and tv and all of that stuff if there's an actor going into a casting office and they're usually beat up like usually that is what happens and going into this industry i was so afraid of casting directors Mm. um and it was like only pretty recently that i've been able to get into well right now it's a tape but the bigger rooms um And it's because I've met casting people in workshops and stuff. And they're truly so sweet. Like, Mm. it's like I I was blown away. Um, When I was younger, the first person I met was Donna McKenna, who I'm actually doing another workshop with because I I just love her. Um, Mm. And she was the first person that I was like, wow, casting people are not scary. And they're actually lovely and they're humans, which is great. Um, And they really want you to succeed. It's... It's not at all like, a, oh, we want you to be bad so we can laugh, sort of thing, <laughs> thing like it is in movies. Right. Um, and that's what I've really learned from spending time and interviewing and being in class with all of these casting people. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to book you because then their job is done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want you to be good. Right. They um, want you to be the solution to
0: their problem they're like can we please cast the next role (laughs) not see 50 actors (laughs) deliver the line in every way except the one they want
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes they want you to be the actor with the issues that's a solution to their problem
0: (laughs) oh man (laughs) to
1: be frank but um yeah, so that's really what I've learned. I just interviewed Josie Rodriguez from *Bowling Misha. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like the head of Blue Bloods right now. The most chill person I've ever met in my life. I love Josie. She's amazing. And like you would think that she would be so uptight because she has such a big role in mm-hmm. casting a show that's been on for years um, with Tom Selleck and big people, Man. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> um but she's so chill and she wants you to succeed so badly. And she's so chill. If you, I I emailed her questions and she's like, yeah, yes, no, whatever. (laughs) Like she wants you to do well is bottom line. And it's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Some of the casting (laughs) folks that I've done like workshops with over the past I mean, the past year at this point, because I started doing them once the pandemic started. I was like, oh, we've got time now to do these workshops and Mm -hmm. I don't have to trek into Manhattan. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just some of the most like lovely people, a lot of them love teaching and they love working with actors and like being able to actually work with you and like do the whole scene again or or, or whatnot. Because in the casting room, it's like, all right, thank you. And we've got to move on because we're already half an hour behind. We've got 50 more people to see today.
1: That's why I totally agree with doing workshops because, and people will say, oh, don't do the, the pay to play quote unquote stuff. Right. But how are they going to get to know you if you don't get to know them in a setting that's not really, that's outside of their work right. um, and you'll find that they're great.
0: Um, So to wrap up um, the show, we always end with a game called Getting to Know You. Just throw some questions at you, rapid fire. Some (laughs) might need to think for a second.
1: Oh, my Um, gosh.
0: But starting with... I'm
1: going to be like, banana. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Starting with coffee or tea?
1: Tea, because I have ulcerative colitis, so I can't drink coffee. Oh, goodness.
0: Um, a uh, TV or film?
1: Ooh, TV.
0: Uh, drama or comedy?
1: Can I say dramedy?
0: <laughs> yes, you can. Some people have done that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what is a show that you would like to guest star on?
1: Oh my gosh, Law and Order SVU. Mm-hmm. So bad.
0: <laughs> Same. I want to be a regular on that show someday. It's gonna run forever. So. I love
1: that show so much. It's so good. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get on there.
0: <laughs> um, who is an actor you would like to trade places with for one day?
1: Oh my gosh, I love, um, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. She's mm-hmm. so cool. I would do that.
0: <laughs> um, who is your dream co-star?
1: Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so difficult. You know what? It would be really cool to do like a Johnny Depp movie mm. or something like that. That would be amazing. So that I'll go with that.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have a secret talent?
1: I can play the clarinet. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> like, um yes, when I was little, I um my dad made me pick an instrument and I was watching SpongeBob, so <laughs> I decided to, to play the clarinet like Squidward. <laughs>
0: love it uh what is your most recent binge watch
1: oh my gosh um well I'm always watching Law and Order but I was recently called in for Betty this girl skateboard show um and I didn't book it and mm-hmm. I really want to book it it's based off of Skate Kitchen which is like okay. it's about girl skateboarders gotcha. um but so I binged that it's so good there's gonna be a season two I'm Where's that? Excited. <laughs> That's in that shoots in um Manhattan. So it's okay. like mostly on lower east side, which is where I'm from. So gotcha. it's like, ah, yeah. I need to get on the show. <laughs> yeah, Brianna Dunlay, Gail Keller cast that one.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh?
1: Bridesmaids. I love Bridesmaids. It's <laughs> my favorite movie ever.
0: And what is this sh- uh, movie that never fails to make you cry?
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um Marley and me. For a while when I had to cry <laughs> in in like shoots, I would watch the scene <laughs> of him dying and oh. it would, that would be it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um what is your favorite accent or impression to do and can we hear it?
1: Oh my God. Okay. This is bad. Like, it's, it's I'm bad at it, but I love Borat. <laughs> <laughs> like, me and my boyfriend don't do that all the time. Where it's like, very nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very nice.
1: Very <laughs> nice. I love Borat. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what role did you have the most fun playing?
1: Oh, that's fun too. I recently did this well not recently it was before the pandemic but I did this cool like mini series called money talks Mm -hmm. um and I'm playing like I I, in it I get kidnapped and it's like we did this really cool scene in the basement where it's like we're getting we're me and this other girl are being kidnapped and it's like Mm -hmm. we wind up getting their gun and then we aim it at them and it's like it's really fun Um, yeah it's not out yet but it was it was really intense and it was like had to like cry and watch marley and me and (laughs) (laughs) And, um so it was it was just fun i've never done anything so intense like that so Mm. it was it was a really fun experience (laughs) and
0: uh lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young performer
1: okay that's tough too because i want to if it were me, I'd want to shake myself and be like, so many things. <laughs> ah, um, it's so funny because I ask this a very similar question on my show, mm-hmm. too. I'll be like, what would you have told your younger self? Mm-hmm. And an answer people will sometimes say, I don't know if it's... I'll try and sum it up after to get it into under 10 words. <laughs> but sometimes what they'll say is nothing because they needed to learn Mm. everything like themselves which I think is under 10 words so nothing because I needed to learn everything myself so I would say that to young actors too gotcha like you'll learn it you'll you'll get it because a lot of advice that I was told or that I will talk to people on my podcast and they were told is that like yeah I was People would try and tell me, but I just couldn't. I needed to learn it myself because it just wasn't sinking in until right. I was in a situation where it was like, OK, yes, that I love that and definitely more than 10 words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. There have been times where people will say their 10 words and then give a whole explanation. And I'm like, well, how much for keeping it concise? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: Uh, Sage, thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, where can people find you on, on social media?
1: Yeah. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is at Sage May with two Ys. And uh, my podcast is at Sage May Speaks. Yay. Love it. <laughs> and you
0: all can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Hanyala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.